Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Lux mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. I'm here with Sarah Huron. Hello, hello. Travis Cronin. Hi. Gwen Flamberg. Well, hello. And I'm your host, Brody Brown. We're here once again to talk about all the hottest news of the week. We are halfway through July, and how we made it this far, it's very unclear. But the news doesn't stop. And so this week, we've got very young Beckhams getting engaged. Don't worry, not Harper, but her (laughs) older brother. Messy reconciliations, surprising splits, renewed restraining orders, rappers gushing over Megan Fox's hot feet. Talent getting axed from Dancing with the Stars. Talent getting added to Dancing with the Stars. Stars leaving shows. Stars being forced out of shows. Stars begging to be added to shows. Stars getting arrested for a good cause. Free Britney Flames being refanned. Many tragic celebrity deaths. Howie Mandel addressing rumors that he's been kidnapped. (laughs) In a chat with Monietta Shaw, the ex-fiancé of Neo, who talks about finding love and getting engaged after public heartbreak planning her wedding to her new man and co well, he's not that new and co-parenting with Neo. But before we kick into all that news, let's start things off where we set intentions for celebrities. That's right. We want to ask them to start doing things or stop doing things. Baby girl, Sarah Huron, who's your intention for this week? Well, based on that intro, I'm not sure if we're going to talk about this, but if we were, we're just going to talk about it now because I can't stop thinking about this Jana Kramer campaigning to get on Real Houses of Beverly Hills. Uh, that was stars begging to be added to shows, Sarah. Yeah. But yes, go ahead. Please speak that truth. Okay. So we've talked about Jana Kramer on this podcast many times. She has a podcast of her own. She is very open with her fans about her husband, Michael's infidelities, his sex addiction. Anytime they've ever had a fight, we have heard audio about it on her podcast. They have a book coming out. She has a very candid Instagram feed. So I just feel as though Jana Kramer, the people who love her, which there are, there are a lot of, she's got a lot of followers, they get the Jana Kramer content they need and they don't need it to be on Bravo. And that's just how I feel. Mm. My issue is I just don't think she would gel with the ladies, even if her in is Teddy Mellencamp. I don't feel like Teddy is the center of the, she doesn't have the power in the group to like really intro a friend and it just would feel like a weird thing. Also, she's younger and I know that they're, you know, want to bring in young people to keep it going, but I like it when, you know, we, our housewives are a little older, got a little more life under their belt. I don't need like a One Tree Hill alum on housewives quite yet, 
But it would be very interesting to see like Lisa Renna call her out about all her marital issues. But I, I, I think we can keep Jana on, on the podcast vibe versus the reality TV vibe. But we'll find out. It was interesting that she talked about it also. I feel like you're not supposed to do that. You are definitely not supposed to do that. Travis, who's your intention for? Well, I was... I want to say Jana to keep reaching for the stars, but no, mine is for uh, Miss Demi Moore. My <laughs> intention for her is that she keeps sharing in-depth looks at her interior decor style. Because on her podcast, Dirty Diana, she there was a lot of comments about her all-carpeted bathroom with a giant statue of Joan of Arc and a stuffed animal above the toilet. And so she went on her podcast and then on Seth Meyers to say that Bruce Willis was actually the head designer of their home where they grew up in. And I just love like rich eccentric people doing too much with their money. And I need like a full home tour on Dirty Diana. Oh, I'm so grossed out by carpet in the bathroom like that. But yeah, it doesn't seem as sanitary, does it? No, just people peeing all over the place. Joan of Arc is there though. (laughs) Who's your intention for Gwen? My intention is for Jerry Harris from Cheer. He turned 21 yesterday, and I just hope that Jerry keeps on being the same lovely, sweet, enthusiastic, real, inspiring, fabulous human that he is. Happy birthday, Jerry. Keep up the mat talk. I miss cheer. Me too. Yeah, don't change. You know, my intention for him is just not to get wrapped up in the fame, because honestly, it's it's it was a lot. You know, it was it was a lot thrown at these kids. Very quickly, I just want him to stay that good-hearted, real person with the integrity that he has for everyone to do the best that they can do. That's right. We're going to see another season of that show, right? But they're they're not going to championships because it was canceled due to Corona. Sadly, yeah. I don't think that you know during COVID nineteen you could do baskets and grab people when they flipped out. No, they were going like right up until to it. I follow somebody on Instagram, and they were really pissed. It was like a week before, maybe I mean, where it got like get, officially canceled. When you get to a week before Daytona, and then you can't <laughs> go to Daytona, that's going to be mean, a heartbreak devastating. I would definitely go on a rampage. My intention is for Kanye, who we're reading may have dropped out of the 2020 presidential race per a New York Magazine report after he failed to get on the ballot in several necessary states. I am hoping he will tweet today, not just a full-throated apology, but (laughs) also confirmation that he has dropped out of the race because the sooner this portion of the national nightmare is over, the better. Let's blast into some news, shall we? Sarah here, and I know you're probably beside yourself when you read this, but Brooklyn Beckham is engaged. He, the 21-year-old son of Victoria and David Beckham, uh, announced the news on Instagram that he is getting married to Nicola Peltz. Nicola and, and Peltz, star yes. of a movie called Transformers. Yes, and Victoria Beckham gushed. She said that we could not be happier on Instagram. That was very sweet. And, and the adorable was- photo that was posted to Instagram was taken by Brooklyn's seven-year-old sister, Harper Seven. Those kids are just so talented and good-looking and destined for greatness. Um, This didn't surprise me just because, obviously, Victoria and David have been married for so long, and he grew up with this, you know, loving household that he wants to get married. Do I think it's great to get married at 21? We'll see. Maybe um, the very talented seven-year-old Harper will be the uh, person who does more of their engagement photos and shoots their wedding, too. You never know. Wouldn't that be fun? Have you guys seen The Rock, though? It is quite a sparkler. It's ginormous. And if you haven't seen it, you can head on over to usmagazine.com slash stylish. 
to get a close-up look. Thank goodness. You may, I was you know, kind of rooting for him and Chloe Grace Moretz to get back together. What about that Lexi gal that he he's was with? So he's had a lot of girlfriends for a 21-year-old kid of a celebrity. And he's and intense. He, like, his emotions are intense. You can tell from his socials. So I wish them the best. It seems like the real thing, at least for now. He's loved a lot, you know? He shouldn't be penalized for that. Princess Love and Ray J, apparently they're back on. This, <laughs> these these two, they're so on again, off again. Oh. Causes me heartache for them. But she filed to dismiss her divorce filing from Ray J two months after we confirmed they had split. They have two kids together. Hopefully this means they'll be working things out. Yeah. But not working things out. Army Hammer and Elizabeth Chambers. Whoa. Wild. This is wild. The duo announcing on Instagram the same time that they had split. We didn't expect that. But then we, you know, they'd been together for over 10 years. And then all of a sudden, we checked in with sources. They said they have been having trouble in their marriage for quite a while doing their own thing. But their top priority are their kids. They also have a daughter named Harper. Interesting. And what a son named they Amber Thiessen. Yeah. And uh, our source said they didn't wake up one day and suddenly decide they're best friends. They love each other very much. But they said, you know, they have to move on from their marriage. They've been quarantining in the Cayman Islands, which sounds like definitely could be worse. Mm-hmm. But we had heard from a source that um, Army had left the Cayman Islands a couple of weeks before they announced their split and that Elizabeth stayed there with the kids. I mean, they seemed like such a rock solid couple. But I always wonder, you know, with celebrities who are working actors like army works a lot and he's you know not home a lot so you know as we've discussed for weeks maybe months on this podcast couples who have to you know who found themselves quarantining together and with each other 24 7 for weeks on end when they when they weren't used to that they they faced some real serious decisions about their relationship yeah, and she she works a lot too. She's on the morning. She's on some morning show. She was on Cupcake Wars. She's I think she's on the Food Network or something. Oh, she is, but she doesn't travel to work. She was sort of the rock and the anchor of their family, yeah. their kids, while he was sort of off doing. Um, yeah, all of her of businesses projects. are in Dallas. Oh, she she makes a really incredible granola that I've eaten one time. Oh her, my god, it's so her, good! Her it was so. I was like, what? what how did this happen? Her like, cookies what? are amazing too. And we did her what's in my bag. She said everything from that bakery, and like honestly, oh. you will not be disappointed. And her granola is the best. Yeah, it was really good. Do you guys uh, have any idea who you'd like to see Army date next? I know the body's barely cold, and where it's a little premature. But anyone in mind? I mean, I don't know as much about these two as you guys do. To me, he's just one of Serena Vanderwoodson's exes on Gossip Girl. But <laughs> that being said, I, Rachel Wilson. Oh my gosh, that's who I was going to say. Really? Yes. Her and yeah. Hater just broke up. Yes, yes, I yes. I feel as though Rachel needs, we need to find Rachel a good, solid man. And I think it may be Army. That's really interesting. I think that... Since he's been in this very long-standing, very stable, very adult relationship, he should have a little rebound fling with that Alexis Wren chick and just oh. enjoy her fantastic body for a little while. Yeah, very, yeah. very quickly. And once that's over with, I think he needs someone just a little bit more mature than Rachel Bilson, though I love that idea, Sarah. I would like to see him with either Jennifer Aniston or Charlize Theron. <gasps> no. Gwen is uh, always I, trying to find someone for Charlize. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Jen Aniston is more his speed. I feel like Charlize would chew him up and spit him out. Me True. too. I picked a combo of them and I sort of went for someone fun, but all who also has had some adult relationships. 
star of Selling Sunset, Chriselle. <gasps> she oh. is free. And I think she'd be a great combo of someone who's been in an adult relationship, but is still like young, thirsty and fun to like shake him up a little bit. And I think they would both be very happy with the same. We need Chriselle to find love and it needs to be with someone like that. To be Obviously, so she's not dating a not famous guy. Like, yeah, we need her. It needs to be like a good level, but like it's similar to Justin Hartley, but like just a little bit better looking. I, yep. I'm team Chriselle. Why? Because Selling Sunset is amazing. Oh, I'm <laughs> team Justin because of passions. Also, I'm confused about their split still to this day. And I think right. it was sketchy that he listed their split date as July and she listed it as the day. I think it was sketchy. No, I don't think that's called sketchy. That's called very indicative and very telling. And hopefully someday one of the two of them, and I'm betting her because she's a reality star, will break their yeah. silence on it. And more we're, we're just weeks away from selling Sunset Season 3, and mm. I don't know if I can sleep. I'm just so and excited. She's going to be on Jimmy Fallon. They're going to meet in the Zoom backstage, and everything's going to happen. Well, I, I love that you guys um, really were thinking about um, ARMY. I, I hope you've also been thinking about who you'd set Darius Rucker with, you know, the singer from Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> <laughs> he did split from his wife after 20 years, but I was like, Hootie and the Blowfish singer, Darius Rucker. It's, it's sad, but no, we're not wow. going to spend time on that. Well, we will spend time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Isn't that Third Eye Blind? Yeah, that is. That is Third Eye Blind. I think you're right. I think you're right. It was the same era of music, Brody. I can't even remember what Hootie and the Blowfish sounds like. No, now he's now Darius Rucker is a country singer. My mom likes him. Yeah, he's like a solo country singer now. Yeah, he's had a very successful country career. Oh, I love a second. Crack a book, Brody. I can't. I can't. I'm too busy thinking about who Army Hammer should date next. Don't yell at Brody, yell at Gwen. She's just saying that I'm lying. kind of life. It's a great song. Oh, boy. Guys, Scott Disick and Sophia Ritchie, I really thought it would be longer before they'd get back together, but we're hearing, listen, they weren't getting along before, hence why they split. They worked on having a life separate from each other, but now they've decided to get back together. Our source said they're hanging out again romantically. It's back on. Another source told us that Sophia wanted Scott to get through and overcome any issues he has, and Scott wanted to put a bigger focus on himself and his family before any sort of romantic relationship. Basically, they worked out the kinks. The break was good for them. Now they're hanging out again. What are your thoughts, my three? You know I'm team Scott and Courtney, so I can never support this. Wow. That's that, okay. That's the wrong answer. Travis? Uh, I, I just will never get over the fact that he knew her when she was 11. So I say, stay the F away. Oh, it's no. just, it's not okay. Oh my God, Gwen, Gwen, can you please give us a dose of your refreshing positivity and your, your rooting, rooting for romance? I find it a little creepy now that Travis Thank you. says that. However, I like those two together. I just do. I'm like, she looks really great in a bikini, you guys. Like, she is a that's great true. summer romance for anyone. Yeah, that's all for that being matters. Yeah. For being so short, she really pulls it off. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Iteration. You know who I'm really proud of right now? Hayden Panettiere. Yeah. Me too. Uh, we, we, I'm really proud of her. Well, we had broke the news that she had split from Brian Hickerson, that really bad boy boyfriend she was with for a while. But we've just reported that she's renewed her – she had an out-of-state restraining order against him, but she basically renewed it in California – because she had obtained it elsewhere and you need to renew it in a new state. So they are still staying apart. They had been on again, off again. They had several messy situations where the police were called, but this is a really good sign for Hayden taking care yes. of herself. 
I'm excited for her turning over this new leaf. And and what we've heard before from sources is that people around her are really supportive of her being in a good place and on a path to recovery. Right. Wonderful news. Now we just need Janelle Evans to call Hayden and get some advice from her and so keep this rolling. Oh, gosh, she is. She's really deep in it still with that puppy killer. Hayden, Hayden would only play her in a movie, though. Uh, she'd have to dye her beautiful brown locks brown. But didn't she do that for what was that Nashville show she was on? No, From she was Nashville. blonde in Nashville. Uh, Nashville. <laughs> and she was yeah. blonde on Heroes, too? Yeah. yeah. And, and obviously, Hannah Pantier's best role, Bring It On 3. Bring It On, Bring It On 3, yeah. You better drop that dude and save your attitude for Machine Gun Kelly. Why is he talking about Megan Fox's feet? Wait, Wait Brody, I have to tell you about this because I accidentally found this video and started this whole situation. Well, it was really Teen Vogue who asked him these questions. And I couldn't sleep the other night. And it was on my YouTube suggested, I think because I keep listening to that Bloody Valentine song. (laughs) And I was just flipping through it like, oh, what other songs does Machine Gun Kelly have? And he was like dissecting his music videos. And when they got to Bloody Valentine, he obviously was talking about how special this video was and how it's his new favorite because of Megan. And he was all gushing. And then he was like, she showed up to set with a pedicure because she knew that I was going to, you know, show off those feet. Megan Fox is the best feet. And he was like, it's no secret that I have a foot fetish. And I was oh. like, him and Jax Taylor, who knew? Wait, but I, I guess I'm not a Machine Gun Kelly stan, but he said, yeah, it's no secret. I think feet are beautiful. I didn't know that he thought feet were beautiful. I didn't know that his fans knew that he had a, a big foot thing. I, <laughs> Foot fetishes, there's a huge audience there, but it's a world so separate than mine. So I, I don't, you know, it's like some people, when they meet someone, they look at hands. Some people look at something else. Some people look at feet. But that's a Machine Gun Kelly type. Yeah, as a new Machine Gun Kelly stan, you know, I know one song and I like it and he likes feet. And like I said, him and Jax Taylor, the two people I know who love a good foot. Gwen and Travis, I feel like you two would pay, not like, Set like ooh, a nice feet, but you'd pay attention to a nice set of feet. I like a nice set of feet, yeah. but what I what I am more attracted to, Brody, is a really nice set of hands. I do. Gwen loves the hands. hands. It's the first thing she looks for, and she asked me to look for. And guys, I like a good if like a foot has a surprisingly good arch, and they could have like <laughs> done ballet. It'll catch my attention, but it's like an afterthought. It's more like gravy. this is disgusting. Oh no, it's it, it could be way, it, Sarah. It could be way grosser because I could actually show you. My feet, because after I was reading this, I was like, oh my God, I haven't had a pedicure all through quarantine. I looked down and I was like, what's that on the floor? And I was like, oh my God, it's my actual foot. And then <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like, did my roommate shave our dog? And I was like, no, that's my foot. And then I was Googling Megan Fox feet because I, I then I found this page called Wiki Feet. And I saw that Selena Gomez, Katy Perry, Rihanna, and Kim K, even Kylie Minogue, who I always want justice for Kylie Minogue because I think she she's has great feet. Her. Kylie Minogue has such yeah. a dainty little foot. Who's that? There are so many pictures devoted to her feet. Kylie Minogue. She's the Australian yeah. pop goddess. Sarah, turn on the Look radio, please. Yeah, open a book, yeah. Sarah. Yeah. But everyone Seriously. was like, everyone, Katy Perry has like hands down, I guess, well, not hands down, feet down, the best feet on the internet. Really? No. Megan Fox is pretty nice. I'm looking at No, Megan, Megan was in definite, lots of top fives. Emma Watson? A dark horse. I did not expect people to be so into her feet. Oh, Katy Perry's feet are really symmetrical and like really. (laughs) You guys, I have really nice feet. You're gonna thank us. (laughs) Okay, now we're seeing Gwen is cutting up French toast with her feet. No, that's not true. But listeners, you're gonna thank us. But uh, unless something happens to you, and then the FBI looks in your computer and sees you spent (laughs) two hours googling celebrity feet like I did last night, this it was a it was a, a, a deep dark hole that I went down. Thank you for your highlights. Yes, you're welcome. I did the dirty work for you. 
the dirty yeah. footwork for you. Because the Dancing with the Stars news, I did not expect Tom Bergeron. Okay, here's, here are my thoughts. Tom Bergeron spoke out. He was so mad about Sean Spicer being cast on the show. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, that's, that's tough when you're clapping back publicly against your employer like that. Not always the look. And he sort of got muzzled. But Aaron... I did not see Aaron also getting cut from the show because suddenly we saw that Tom tweeted, I just informed Dancing ABC will be continuing without me. It's been an incredible 15-year run wow. and the most unexpected gift of my career. 15 years. I and he was really doing America's Funniest show. Home videos yeah. before that for like 20. So, And Aaron Andrews had been his co-host on the show since 2010. Yeah. And Tom, he has gotten, like, he won an Emmy Award. He's been nominated for 11 Emmy Awards. Like, this... I was shocked. And I, Sarah, you know, I, know you, yeah. I love Dancing with the Stars. I, why do you, I mean, at least it wasn't Carrie Ann Anava. Carrie Ann Anava. Not Goodman. It's <laughs> <laughs> a real shocker. Just like a day later, lo and behold, Tyra Banks? Mm-hmm. I never. You know what I think thing. is, yeah, so interesting about this is that just at like the beginning of this summer, there was a huge, you know, kind of, Scandal when TikTok users found yes. all of these old clips from America's Next Top Model with yes. Tyra being really mean to contestants yeah. and insensitive yeah. and inappropriate. Yeah, we talked about it here on this podcast and people, I remember. So I'm surprised that I'm, I'm not because the host. redemption, but I'm sort of surprised because how long was she on AGT? You watch that, don't you, Sarah? America's Got Talent? Um, I do not, but... Oh. It was on um, for like four-ish years. Oh. You know, I'm, a, I'm mostly just surprised here because part of me thinks that maybe this was also for some more diversity on the show, which, you know, we're welcomed to. Totally. And I think that that was necessary. But I'm kind of surprised that they didn't just get rid of Aaron and add Tyra to Tom. Well, Tyra's also going to be an EP. So I think she... I don't, I don't know. She... Listen, there, I mean, Tom has been the consistent. There's been other co-hosts. Brooke Burke Charvet, for example, yeah. struggled in the ballroom as the co-host for many years before Aaron Andrews got the job. So I'm I'm just surprised that that Tom Bergeron is not going to continue. I think it's kind of sad. I think he was a good anchor for that show. But I wish Tyra nothing but the best. I'm still going to watch. I love Tyra. I love her hair. So I'm excited to see her. But I do have to say that when these huge reality shows get recast and sort of rejiggered it just doesn't work like look at project runway who wants yeah. it you yeah, know like it's like why change something if it ain't broke don't fix it well you know? yeah and i also i want to make sure like, dancing can be i don't know a little formal and stuffy that show and when i want tyra i want tyra like the talk show host where she's yes. really herself ridiculous over the top funny self-deprecating bring that but I, I want you know i don't want it to be too like ballroom gown and just well, you're gonna get a lot of that yeah no but a lot of times usually the second host like the Aaron Andrews is more of she asks the questions and they show their personality a little bit more which is why I'm kind of surprised that she didn't get that part because that's more of like the interview whereas Tom Bergeron more kind of like moves the show along yeah but we'll see maybe they're gonna bring someone else on with her I don't know 
Or maybe she's doing both roles and she's getting Tom and Aaron's checks. And if that's the case, cha-ching, good luck to her. Totally. Now, we still have no idea who's going to be in the show besides former bachelor Caitlin Bristow. Um, (laughs) I'm asking you three, who would you like to see on this upcoming season of Dancing with the Stars? Gwen Flamberg, any any contenders you would like to see do the cha-cha, do the samba, do the rumba on the dance floor? Absolutely. My number one hopeful contestant is Jerry Harris from Cheer, who I think... Oh, good one. Jerry, absolutely. He would be so unfair. Fantastic. I think he would be... Nicole Scherzinger was on the show. And that was unfair, too. (laughs) It was Tinashe. I know, that, too, was unfair. But yes, great, 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 great one, Glenn. Yeah, good one. I would also like to see Andy Dorfman, Bachelor Nation alum, who is also friends with Caitlin Bristow. She's run a marathon. She has this running charity called Andorfans. I... I feel like she has a, like a whole little Andy army behind her and she's certainly coordinated and she's real cute and she's yeah. smart and I think she'd be great. And here's who I really think should have top billing, Brody. Okay. Are nervous. you ready? Is it going to be Jennifer Aniston or Charlize Theron? The queen of England. Is it <laughs> Meghan Markle? Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle. Oh, oh, yes. 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 I know. I'm signing off. To Los yeah. Angeles. This no, is how far. Like down the ladder. Her run. Oh my God. Yes. Megan Markle. She was one. Oh my a suitcase oh girl on Deal or No Deal. She knows how to navigate reality television. It would be amazing. Wow. Travis, Travis, who would you like to see on the ballroom dance floor? Well, no surprise, Brody. I picked people who would just really stir it up and cause a lot of controversy on the oh, ballroom floor. Sure. So I have picked for my first round, Bad Barbie, first of oh, all. Oh, God. I very think she would on to the criticism really well. <laughs> uh, for my second, I was just inspired to have Ray J and Princess Love as a couple dancing <laughs> together, just so I could watch that behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, vibes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And my, uh, my third one out of four is one that I'm not excited for his partner, but Lil Xan, I think would be fun to watch on the dance floor. Oh. And my last one is Heather Locklear. Because, <laughs> oh, that would be good. Oh, because she she's be actually good. like having a redemption moment. Yes. So she's always a little yes. like iffy and, you know, yes. outspoken. So I'd really love to have her. She's okay. perfect. They love a Melrose Place 90210 alum in there. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I wanted someone with a redemption too, Travis. I thought yeah. Nicholas Brendan, because I'm watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm like, it was slowly yes. through quarantine. Nicholas Brendan, who played Xander, he was also on Criminal Minds. He's been to rehab. Tangled the yeah, place yeah. a few times. He's like, he's like the male Heather Locklear, except okay. for, yeah. I don't know if he's sober now and I don't believe he's engaged, but if he's clean and has a great redemption, That'd be great. There, and I think he'd be good. I also got a little messy, of course. I said Courtney Stodden because oh, she'd be great. She was remember that teenage bride. Everyone knows her from that. She's really come out strong against her ex husband Doug Hutchison and you know little dalliance. I like the little public beef that we've had in 2020. We didn't see coming when she maybe or maybe didn't go on a date, depending on who you ask. We actually did see that coming. <laughs> I guess we did see that coming. We did see that coming. And for my third, I said Ashanti. Oh, good. I like it. You know what? Brandy did it in 2010. She was a, she was a big R&B singer. She had a huge career. I, I think it would be a great platform for Ashanti. I, 
Yeah, they're little both, well, and they're both like not dancers, which I like. I just rewatched last night Diana Ross and Brandy's movie Double Platinum from 1999, oh. and you know, and her, her and Ashanti were they're singers versus dancers, so I think that's a really good pop star to have on because they don't just Thank you. They are trained dancers. Thank you, Sarah. Who would you love to see? Mine in this are more movie? realistic, but I would also just like to point out that Ooh. now that you brought up Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Charisma Carpenter, who played Cordelia, would be awesome. Yes. For this. I thought about yeah. her too, but I couldn't. Do, I couldn't do Buffy people. She'd be. Yeah. She's an incredible follow on Instagram. I love when you fall in love with someone on the screen and then you really love them in real life or at least on social media life, but continue. Yes, love her. I said Tinsley Mortimer because I miss her on Roni more than I thought I would, and I think she would be. She'd be funny. Yeah, Cute. she would just cry the whole time. Uh, like she did for the, to, no, she was gifts. willing to throw away her career for, for her man, her on and off again man, but okay, cute try. The yeah, but they gang. would move to LA for a short period of time. It's less of a commitment. Tinsley would not make it that far. Um, True. Then yeah. I said one of the twins from America's Next Top Model, because we have to have an America's Next Top Model contestant if Tyra's the host. I don't really care okay. which one, but the twins popped into my head. Yeah. And as Will and Jada were in the news today, I would like some justice for Will Smith's older son, Trey. And I think he would be great on Dancing with the Stars. I know nothing wow. about him, but he needs to have his thing. <laughs> kind of like when Rob Kardashian came into his own on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Maybe Trey could, could too. I like that. Well, listeners, let us know who you want to see on this season. You know, we love to make oh, Eva Marcel too. would be good too. She, I thought about her too, but she wants to take a break from reality. So I don't feel like you, you yeah, leave. I was going to give her the hosting job over Tyra. Mm. Ooh, ooh, shady. Mm-hmm. You know who lady. I was going to give the hosting job to over Tyra? Oh. No. Megan Markle. Oh, get <laughs> out of here, Gwen. These are the kinds of gigs she wants, Brody. Oh, my She's God. She's still going to be doing her charity, blah, blah, yes, blah. Speaking out for social women. justice, yes. 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 She oh also would like to host a television show. She, she, could, she could be welcome back into our living rooms with open arms. You know who's leaving our living rooms? Tamara Mowry, leaving the real. What? She would be great on Dancing with the Stars. She would. I love her. I love her and her sister. She, her sister's sister, she announced on Instagram that she was leaving. And I, and I was, I was really taken aback. She's been on that show since 2013. I love sister, sister. Yep. Yeah. You know what? Good for her. But don't feel too bad for Tamira because she is in an upcoming Hallmark Christmas movie. And that's the way to my heart. So she does a great job in those. I've never Tia even watched does them. them. This is Tamira's first one. It's usually oh. Tia's lane. Now Tamira yeah. got one. Don't be confused by the twins. Sister, uh, sister. Thank you for that. You never knew uh, how much I missed you. Do you know what I'm not going to miss? Nick Cannon on MTV VH1. Boy, bye. Um, wow. What is that happening with him? Really messed up. So he, on his podcast, was making really anti-Semitic remarks. And he had a guest who was also making anti-Semitic remarks. When people, he had a chance to clear his name and apologize, he doubled down on it. And he said, I don't have hate in my heart nor malice intentions but vh1 and mtv viacom their parents said they have canceled it they canceled his show wild enough they said they're terminating their relationship with him they're committed to doing better in their response to incidents of anti-semitism racism and bigotry nick has been retweeting a lot of people who said boycott mtv and viacom and he said i demand full ownership of my billion dollar wild and out brand that i created and it will continue to misuse and destroy without my leadership them's fighting words. And he said, I demand that the hate and backdoor bullying sees. And while we're at it, now that the truth is out, I demand the apology. A lot of people still really want an apology from him. Uh, we'll also see if this affects his role on The Masked Singer and he has plenty of other TV projects. So 
you know what I really love here? To hear Mariah Carey speak out. And please do not make me wait until her book comes out later this year. I was just about to say, the only reason I even care about Nick Cannon is because that Mariah Carey memoir is coming out in September. And I am excited to see any any tea there. And I think it's going to be good. They have a great relationship. They do have a great relationship, but I I still hope that they're going to have a great relationship. She can be honest with about what went yeah. on between yeah. them and how you know she found out he had that other kid. She, there's a lot of tea she can spill, and I hope she just oh yeah dumps it all over us. She has another kid. Yeah. Yes. Well, they were still together, right? Oh, or right after? Exclusive. Read a How book, old was girl. I when this happened? Oh, uh, <laughs> don't give us another ages thing. You're going to try to sneak years the army hammer. Don't try it, little girl. Nick Cannon to me is that, remember that movie Drumline when he played a drummer? Of that, course. That's all he is to me. Oh, uh, Also, okay. Christina Milian, Love Don't Cost a Thing. You should can also watch. Sean, can you mute her mic for the next 20 minutes? Uh, <laughs> before we talk about the worthwhile story. It's like, Real Housewives of Atlanta star Portia Williams arrested mm. after participating in a protest for Breonna Taylor in Kentucky. Now, a group of protesters were down there um, outside of Attorney General Daniel Cameron's home. There were several protesters. Daniel Cameron has been criticized because, oh, the police were involved in the death of Breonna Taylor. They stormed her house and shot her while she was sleeping in the middle of the night. The murder. And, Call and a murder a murder, Brody. A murder. This is over four months ago. Justice still has not been served. One police officer involved was fired. The others were not, but there have been no charges brought against them. So a number of people, including Portia Williams, went down to Kentucky and a number of them have been arrested. Daniel Cameron has put ridiculous felony charges against them, claiming they were intimidating him just by being outside of their house. But of course, they were peaceful protesters. We talked to Portia Williams. Travis talked to her um, recently about she's her She's still inspiring her change. She's become yeah. a new person. It's amazing. Yeah. Yep. And she, t- she told you that she's really doing this for her kid, for PJ. Yeah. So it's really great to see her out there. And she, you know, she said we're in, she had tweeted, she wrote on Instagram, we're in Louisville and our bottom line is there must be justice for hashtag Brianna Taylor. So hoping that her actions will continue to raise awareness for Brianna Taylor and keep Brianna's name trending. You know, what's so interesting about this also is as like housewives, I feel like reality TV has been the first thing to kind of pick up production. We know like Dallas is filming, Orange mm-hmm. County is filming, Atlanta is supposed to start filming soon. And while I really don't want to see coronavirus content, like I don't care what the Orange County ladies were doing when they were stuck in their house. I would love to see, especially on Atlanta because of Portia and Candy, they've all been so outspoken. I hope Absolutely. they show some of this activism and Black Lives Matter stuff on they weren't filming before but they were supposed to start picking up cameras pretty soon so i'm hoping they get some of it yeah and oh my god speaking of the corona content for housewives sarah is it just me or the confessionals for new york (laughs) like the lowest grade of low grade the ones in beverly hills are a little bit better it's like they saw the new york face well they were like we can't do what they just did in new york because that is that is not what the show is but about it's inc- incredibly insane how different it, the, the beverly hills one is pretty they're really good looks the same and they're pretty good they're pretty good the camera I, it was, the new york ones were alarming i almost couldn't like watch it i oh was like God. what is this luann like, like get closer to the camera luann like the sound I, it's like you're doing a Zoom call with one bar because you're doing it from like your parents' subterranean basement. Did they not send them all microphones? It was really confusing. The only time that it was a little bit better was when Avery was in the back of Ramona. That's what I was going to say. And yeah, she was that like, was the only good part. I was talking about ruining this lady's life that you get off of. I can't even focus on what they're saying because it's yeah. just 
such a terrible vehicle for their message. Travis, what happened on this day in pop culture history? Give us a little lesson. Oh my God, Brody. Well, today uh, in 1993, Free Willy and Hocus Pocus were released in theaters, which I thought was a little strange for Hocus Pocus had a summer release. Iconic from the get-go. Yeah. Iconic from the get-go and Free Willy. I mean, what do you go see? It was really hard in 1993, apparently. Um, yeah, and then, not Brody, born yet, but... Oh, not Sarah. Oh, my Third God. Third ages slam. Wow. <laughs> Mute your mic again, please, Sean. <laughs> and then I, I pulled this one from a little bit of a personal moment because in 2015, I went to go see a live taping of Lip Sync Battle with Julianne and Derek Hall, her brother. And I will never forget it ever in my life because she had just gotten married and she was a virgin up until marriage. So she had just had sex for the guests. So she had just had sex for the first time. And she performed the song, I Just Had Sex for her second time against her brother twin looking Derek Huff. And she was in like a gold lame jacket, stripped it off, gold lame panties, crawling all over the stage while Derek is in the back watching her like applauding. I just had sex. And I will just never, he did Can't Hold Us by Macklemore. And I just like can't ever get that image out of my head. (laughs) Wow, that's history. That it was. It was in Central Park. They were. I would just never forget how awkward he was. Like, good job for having sex, Jules. Like, it was. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's what happened. I wonder what day. Brooks Lake thought of that. Oh, I think he liked it. It was a very, you know, for the male gaze performance. <laughs> oh, oh God, you guys! I'm just seeing the news that Kanye has not dropped. Yeah, out. I know. Out of the Federal Election Commission, he's still running for president. Well, then let me tweak my intention. Please have him drop fully out and stay out of it and and stay off Twitter until the election is over. Yeah. Thanks, Boo. Uh, wow, Lori Laughlin. She's got some money stuff going on. They're asking. Lori and Massimo, they've asked the judge for an order releasing their million-dollar bonds secured by their property, reducing their bail from a million to $100,000. They're also trying to claim that they're not a flight risk because they want to be sentenced on August 21st. And they've also sold their house to that guy, the Tinder guy. Yeah, the Tinder co-founder. Yeah. How much for like $10 million less than they wanted, yeah. right? Yeah, it was, they, they had wanted to get $28.7 million, but they got... About eighteen million for the house. Yikes! Sounds like no one is respecting the fact that Olivia Jade content was created in that mansion. That yeah. should have gotten them at least twenty mil. Clearly not. <laughs> Clearly not a priceless property. But um, no, that's 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 the tea on Miss Lori. And they're okay. trying to get their bond reduced. Yeah, the, yeah, that's what I that's what I said. Which uh, I'm. Oh, I don't know. Do you think they're a flight risk? I don't think so. She's not no. She's, I, don't, I don't think she's going to... She's not like a Ghislaine Maxwell. She's no Ghislaine Maxwell. Exactly. She is definitely a flight She's like, I'm not a flight risk. I'm like, uh, lady, you've been hiding for years in like a cabin with a cell phone wrapped in tinfoil. <laughs> you are the definition of a flight risk. And, and Becky's like, just trying to get back into her country club. Yeah, and Pecky's like, I need to get to an audition by pre-Thanksgiving. So the let's Hallmark pre- movies are casting as we speak. True. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, you guys, the the free Britney Flames are fanned. Oh my god! And everywhere again. Andrew Gallery, that photographer who she had worked with like ten years ago, he read this letter over TikTok over the weekend. That was it he all said, goes down on TikTok. It, it clearly, it all goes down. I thought TikTok was just like weird, goofy, sometimes sexy, strange things where you see family members or girls getting hurt. 
And now it's like serious content being shared on there. Yes. And he, he said that they were close friends. She wrote this hand letter in the third person. This is something he had leaked apparently to the Daily Mail last, last year, but not that it yeah. was him or hers. But she, Travis, what was she saying in this letter? I mean, Brody, it was really bad. She said she was lied to and set up. Her kids were taken away. She would spin out of control like any mom would in those circumstances. She complained about the conservatorship. She said she had no rights. She said she's like a very giving person and she would love to get the respect she deserves. Now, this has really fanned the flames of the Free Britney movement again. And also, Britney's mom, Lynn Spears, has requested to be included in decisions related to her finances and her trust as this Free Britney movement has picked up momentum again. Travis, are you following all the conspiracies of the Free Britney people? Because yes, Brody. Someone flagged me on Instagram that someone had commented in one of her posts, wear a yellow shirt. The yellow shirt is help. wild. Uh, do you saw that too, sir? Where they're like, yes. wear a yellow shirt if you need help. And the next post, she's wearing a yellow shirt. So they're oh, like, yeah. oh my God. I don't know if I like, I mean, it's very possible, but you know, that, that text going around saying that even when she was young, Christina Aguilera sounded like that, that she had to mute her belting tone and sort of go into baby sexy voice. Mm. And she was like controlled from them on. Like a lot of it is based in a lot of facts. And now of course, with legal documents, we can see that her cell phone and social media content is sort of like the only thing that she has freedom for in her entire life. So I mean, possible. Yeah, it's just, it's very bleak. But then I get cautious because, you know, sometimes then you have these wild fan, I'm not going to say conspiracies, but theories. And then you end up having, uh, but the theory, like that person who on TikTok, who said that they thought Howie Mandel had been kidnapped and they were pointing to all this really bizarre evidence. Like they said that he had pointed to the letters SOS on his lifeguard Santa Monica hoodie and (laughs) He was trying to be saved. And then there was like seven different videos this one TikToker had and said that he also wrote, he pointed to the letters SOS on this bag where he had written shoe stuff. And that was also his like cry for help. And then how he had to make these videos that then I had to watch saying that he wasn't kidnapped. But then I and watched then them. They my favorite weird. person on the planet, yes. David Dobrik, showed up to make sure that Howie was doing well. Because they know he, they've done videos together. They have. Uh, that was... I don't know, very, Brody. I think that maybe you should consider hiring one or some of these TikTokers to be reporters for Us Weekly because they obviously dig deep. Or well, we could have like Megan King Edmonds sort of get on this and do one of her special investigative reports. Who, by the way, officially Megan King again on Instagram. Good for her. Ooh. Reclaim that singleness. Oh, but she's As not single. Chriselle is yeah, trying to get her yeah. name back legally. So, Although we don't know if Chriselle has a new man, but Megan certainly does. Mm-hmm. Yes. We need to talk about some very, very, very sad news from this past week. Um, Lisa Marie Presley's only son died on July 12th at the age of 27. Travis, what happened here? Oh, it's so sad. Well, you know, confirmed to us by the LA medical examiner on Tuesday that it was from an interoral shotgun wound, sadly. Um, The manner of death was ruled suicide last Sunday. Lisa Marie released a statement saying that she was entirely heartbroken, inconsolable, and beyond devastated. She adored that boy, and he was the love of her life. There was, of course, reports that he struggled with drugs and alcohol, and that he had recently been to rehab. His ex-girlfriend shared a really touching tribute right after his passing. She said, you made the best jokes and always broke the rules. You're my favorite person from the moment I met you. I wish we could have kept you forever. 
I talked to one of his childhood friends yesterday, Brandon Howard, who was with him at the Neverland Ranch days. And he's one of the Lost Boys. And his cadence was exactly like Michael Jackson's. But he was saying that Ben was just full of magic and just really all there for his friends and put everything into it. And it's just really sad all around. Really sad. That is really sad. And we also had to say goodbye to a pregnant YouTube star, Nicole Thea, who died at the age of 24 over the weekend, along with her unborn son, Rain. Her partner um, shared the news on Saturday. Uh, Her actually mom wrote a statement on um, Nicole's Instagram account. Sorry. And she also said that there were some pre-scheduled YouTube videos that had been made that they would allow them to air after her passing. But really shocking and incredibly, incredibly sad news there. Also, Kelly Preston, very surprising news this weekend when John Travolta took to Instagram and said that Kelly had passed away um, after secretly battling cancer for two years. The source told us that John and Kelly were true partners and that he's devastated, of course. And now John and Kelly have their children, Ella, who's 20, and Benjamin, who's nine. Our source said that Ella and Kelly were best friends and inseparable. And of course, Benjamin worshipped his mom. And as we know, John and Kelly were the parents of Jet, who died at age 16 at 2009 after suffering a seizure. A lot of heartbreak for this family. And John shared on Instagram that Kelly fought a courageous fight with the love and support of so many. And he thanked the doctors and nurses who cared for Kelly. But really shocking because she's really so beloved. And this mm-hmm. was not something we saw coming at all. We also did not see the passing of Glee star Naya Rivera. Oh. Um, that, that news broke shortly after our podcast last week. Sarah, can you fill us in on what happened there? It's been a week with a lot of developments on that story. Yes. Um, so Naya and her four-year-old son rented a pontoon boat on this lake, like 60 miles from her house. And when she was 30 minutes late to return the pontoon boat around four o'clock Pacific time on Wednesday, they were someone reported her missing. And while they found her son asleep in the boat with his life jacket, Naya was nowhere to be found. And that started this search. And for like five or six days, there was people, they were divers. They pulled out all the stops to try to figure out what happened to her. And on Monday, they reported that a body was found. And then later it confirmed it was Naya. And the autopsy has been completed and her cause of death was drowning. We spoke to a bunch of the divers and officers who worked on this case. And the biggest takeaway was that, you know, she wasn't wearing her life jacket and that she probably got so exhausted from, we don't know if they were just swimming and the wind might've played a factor, but she, according to her four-year-old son, they were swimming and she helped him get back in the boat and then couldn't get herself back in the boat which is obviously devastating. And they said that, you know, when you're not wearing your life jacket and you're swimming, it's, it's very easy to become exhausted. And if there was a current or the wind. So obviously super upset, it's upsetting news. Um, a bunch of her Glee co-stars have spoken out. They went to the lake. They've been there with her family. And, you know, we're just wishing happy thoughts for Naya's poor family because this was devastating. Yeah, very, really unexpected. Very sad. Um... And... Of course, on the seventh anniversary huh. of Cory Monteith's death was when they found her body. So, horrendous. Yeah. I love Very what Kevin McHale said. He was like, you know, I'm not any type of religious, but there's no way you can't tell me that Cory is not like meeting Naya to like bring her in. It was really nice. Yeah. And Cory's mom has posted on Instagram. She posted a really sweet tribute talking about how close those two were. Because, you know, Glee has had a lot of drama surrounding it, but it seems like in tragedy, they all really come together and they had a really strong bond. Um, the creator of Glee has started a college fund for Naya's four-year-old son. It's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. And it's, it's, I think it's very hard for a lot of people to process a, a lot of um, 
death this suddenly, especially for people where it's very unexpected and you had no idea. I think that can be more shocking for a lot of people. And as we know, our country is very much still in the grips of the pandemic. Numbers are rising again. There are a lot of concerns about people's health. We've seen celebrities disclose the fact that they've been recently diagnosed. There's like a Shannon Mokler, there's an athlete, Russell Westbrook, Sheree Whitfield from Real Housewives of Atlanta. Even she popped back up. I was so surprised. Who gonna check me? Boot well, coronavirus check, checked in on Sheree Whitfield, and she said that she's tested positive. She's been self quarantining, but hopefully she's got some joggers to rest in. Joggers hopefully, made by she by Sheree. Hopefully she's documenting this, and we will see her back on uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta soon. But no, definitely it's definitely been a, a stressful time for a lot of people when it comes to relating to health and wellness. So hoping that there's a lot of healing and people are taking care of themselves. Uh, let's let's you know. Take things up and lighten things up a little bit. You know what it's time for? It's time for Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania. That's right. Let's put celebrities back in the imaginary, imaginary ring like we do every week when it's they're celebrating their birthdays. Put some imaginary gloves on them and put them to imaginary boxing matches. This round of Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania will be refereed by the elusive Richard Simmons, <laughs> who turned... 72 on July 12th, very quietly. We've not I heard think Richard would like to be the person to hold up the round one in a crop top, actually, if I, I know my Richard. Definitely think okay. he would be into that uh, for sure. Gwen, Brian Austin Green turned 47 on July 15th versus Chase Crawford, oh. who turned 35. This would be one for me. On July 18th. No, you no, need that to is, sit down, that is, Sarah. This is for Gwen Flamberg. That is, that is true. Well, I think that... You know, Chase Crawford always seemed to me like just the really good looking kind of, he didn't have much else going on. He's Nate Archibald. I know. He's so and I small love, in person. He's so Nate, narrow. He's like, he's like a good looking kind of like doesn't really have a whole lot of zhuzh. Brian Austin it. Green, similarly not that much zhuzh, except that he's been getting a lot of attention lately from the ladies and actually double cross Courtney Stodden. So, you know, I think it's going to be Brian Austin Green who's going to take Chase Crawford right out by simple deception. Love that. Travis, Michelle Hello. Rodriguez turned 42 mm. on July 12th versus Wendy Williams. Oh, on July oh my God. This is, this is not going to be a cute day, Brody, when Michelle oh, Rodriguez no. takes off her gloves and bare knuckles Wendy in the face for something that she said about her. And then Wendy files a libel lawsuit, even though she had signed something, and it's messy and goes on for years. Michelle, oh, you are the baddest bitch. I love you. You win. Oh, my gosh. Sarah Huron, Kristen Bell turns 40 on July 18th. The voice of Gossip Girl. <laughs> True. And one of the Frozen stars. Get those checks, Kristen Bell. And Priyanka Chopra, the star of Quantico. wins. I mean, I used to watch Quantico. Priyanka Chopra what? did some did some stunts, but my girl Veronica Mars would uh, get her. Kristen Bell. Totally. Travis, we'll put all three of these people in the ring, and I will Ooh. allow you to choose between 40-year-old Kristen Bell, 42-year-old Michelle Rodriguez, who I think I know where this is going, and 47-year-old Brian Austin. <laughs> did you? Because Michelle Rodriguez, still bloodied and bare knuckle, just grabs the two of their heads and pushes them together and just takes this celebrity birthday, because that is the thing that Michelle would do. Oh, no, that's so, that's so good. True. So True. Ah, thank you very much for that. Well, guys, before we move into my conversation with Monietta Shaw that I'm going to walk you through because I thought it was so interesting. I, she was on Atlanta X's and 
I love hearing about happy endings, especially after someone goes through something so publicly with the celebrity. But before we listen to this, I, you know, there's been chatter in the news recently about Mount Rushmore. It's been in the news. We're not going to get political. Don't worry. But people have been talking about, you know, should we be reimagining Mount Rushmore? Who should we put up there instead of these four problematic old white men who are no longer relevant or they're relevant because they're so problematic? So while we listen to this interview, I'm going to ask the three of you to think about who you would rather see in terms of celebrities. Don't try to get all political on me or, or you know, don't, don't get some obscure fictional character. I'm talking about real, in-the-flesh celebrities, alive or dead, on Mount Rushmore. Now, let's dig into my chat with Monietta Shaw. So she has been dating a man. Her relationship with Neo, the singer, ended very publicly in 2013. At the time, we knew that Neo had told Monietta he didn't want to be monogamous. She shared that after. And then, lo and behold, he met Crystal, who's his now ex-wife. They quickly got together, got married, and had more kids. Now, Monietta got uh, engaged to a man named Heath late last month. She kept most of his identity secret. She didn't even share the fact that they were dating all this time. Let's hear a little bit about what she says about getting engaged to Heath. You know, I've been put in a spotlight because of, you know, my ex and everything. Um, so I just wanted to date as private as possible. And I definitely didn't want to be one of those people where, you know, like post everything. Oh my God, I'm so happy. Da, da, da. And then you break up and then you have to delete the pictures and explain to everybody what in the heck happened, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we're in the age of like, oh, Bay and I are at lunch. Here's a picture. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Like everything <laughs> is a picture and like yeah. a moment. Yeah. So yep. I must say, you know, at times, because I get a lot of, oh my God, you're going to meet your king and you're going to meet, you know, which I love, you know, I love, love, love the support, especially like now just see, I knew people would be happy for me and support yeah. me, but oh my gosh, buddy, like I had no idea it was to this level. I'm like, oh my, it's so heartwarming and like, so like, oh my gosh, you're so sweet. Like they're genuinely happy for me. It's funny because I love how happy I am now, but just being real, what I've experienced. You know, I've worked on my herd and I've healed. However, you always have that little thing in the back of your head, like, uh-uh, I'm not going to be caught up again because, you know, I'm like, uh-uh. so I had a ram in the bush and someone I was dating and we were on again, off again. And yeah, this kind of happened. And you have to choose the person that chooses you and that shows up for you. And he is amazing and he's knowledgeable, spiritual. He actually open my eyes to certain things. And I love that. And you have to just be there. The kids adore him. Like everybody adores him. Everybody meets him. It's like, oh my gosh, they just feel his energy and his love. And it's no question about it. So you have to just go with it and just open yourself up for love. You know, I feel like uh, so okay. right now. <laughs> I have, no, I have so many questions. One. Oh my gosh, what? No, I did. did you, you better get, you better wrap up. First of all, you're talking about healing from things we saw, you talked about before, like yes. this heartbreak. How did you heal from that heartbreak? What got you ready to trust and love again? Oh, gosh. Well, I journaled. And that's what uh, made me write my, my books. Um, I started off with Bigger Than Me. And that was basically like, you know, the testimony of how I got to that point. Because, you know, we have two amazing children, Maddie and Mason. And, you know, even in the hurtful times. I never like, you know, what some people tend to do, which is not good, use kids against people, you know, I just always operated from that space of love. And we had that love for the kids and we forever will, you know, and I also have the Keep It Classy, the co-parenting, positive co-parenting book. And he actually, my ex actually wrote the the forward to. 
and you know, like I, I did that. I, I journaled and I wrote and I wrote. And of course, I talked to my spiritual advisor, meditated, prayed a lot, you know, because you have to do that. It, it's so funny because when I first started dating my ex before him, like I, I wasn't ready. So many people came to me and I'm just like, eh, you know, I tried and I'm like, OK, that's not going to work. You just like, I really didn't know those people until I was like at that place. Like, okay, because I didn't want to bring all the baggage, you know, because people bring baggage to the next relationship and totally mess it up. And so I wanted to be completely there. So, and I worked out a lot. I lost a lot of weight. Like, you know, just have to get your mind, your mind back, you know, and your mind right. So, yeah. Okay. I, I, Travis, I love that you love her. And I, I think she is so honest. And I think her book was so great because she was so forthcoming, but she also talked about, healing and healing in a public space, especially after seeing your ex move on so quickly and then get married again. And, you know, as we know, she, she got her tubes tied because she and Neil had made an agreement that they were done having kids. He was supposed to get an vasectomy. She was going to get her tubes tied and they were done. And then he had more kids with Crystal. Um, So of course I asked her how she knew that Heath was the one, especially after being hurt in that way. And she told me, we're going to hear a little bit about that. She's also going to talk about how her kids knew about the surprise and kept it from her and about the real conversation she had with Heath about having more kids if she's even going to be able to do that. At what point did you know that Heath was the real deal? Oh my gosh. Honestly, um, he's such a good dude and good person. Like I, I, I knew, I want to say like almost immediately, like we would just talk about things and like the way like he has kids and how he, he's, um, you know, a boss, he's a CEO of his companies and even still like he makes time for his like I would literally see him rearrange his schedules, have huge deals on the table. And he's like, no, I have to go, you know, see my daughter and I have to make sure this is done. That honestly was one of the main things that made me like, be like, oh, my gosh, you know, just the love that he had for his children, first and foremost. Yeah, it's so awesome. And, you know, I know how yeah. you know, I put my kids first and like, that's just like, I'm sorry, like, this is what it is. You have to accept it. And like, to see him do that and like live that and just still handle his business and and be there for me like I was like oh wow so it was pretty you know pretty soon on I didn't know for sure but you know I was like oh wow this is someone I could see myself with and then when the kids met him and everyone met him and they adore him I'm like okay well yeah even if I wanted to I'm like they'll be like no you know (laughs) I gotta make it work no (laughs) wait so he has two kids as well he does yes he has two kids yeah. Are mm-hmm. they similar in ages to Maddie Mason? The youngest is. Um, his um, oldest isn't. She just graduated from high school and she's amazing. Both are amazing. But yes, I think his youngest is seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you you previously had said that if your future husband does not have kids, you'll want to have his children. But mm-hmm. since he has kids, do you think you two are sort of set with what you have now? Or where do you stand with that? This is funny. It comes up in our conversations a lot because he has two girls and he wants a boy. And I'm like, okay, yeah. So now it's getting real. Um, <laughs> so yeah. we, we are discussing things and I'm I'm deciding now, honestly. And I'm getting older, honey, because I just turned a big 4-0. So we're going to have to figure some things out. Okay. So Monietta and I, we also talked about how she's going to have a wedding next year. It's going to be Destination or in Atlanta. And now her, her kids, her little M's, they're eight and nine, and they knew she was getting proposed to first. And she'll she'll talk a little bit about that. But I was also so curious about what things are like as a parent, as a co-parent, when you're talking to your kids about what's going on in the news in terms of the fight for racial justice, the protests, the 
police brutality, but also Corona and dealing with that. So we'll hear a little bit about that. Actually, this is so funny. Um, so his daughter, we were all in Louisiana. Um, he has, has her for the summer. And I took the kids for like a month. Typically, uh, my ex fiance has them for the summer. But, you know, seeing my parents and hanging out with them was super important to me, family, you know. Um, so, yeah. uh, so he was on the phone, apparently. And I wasn't there. And it was his daughter. And so she heard him say, yeah, I'm going to like propose to my girlfriend soon. And so she went and told Mason. And Mason, <laughs> yes, it's so funny. And Mason told Maddie. Oh so they actually kept the secret. Like, can you imagine? Like, they heard wow. it and knew what was going on, kept the secret. I'm like, wow. And they were so excited. <laughs> I cannot believe that. That is so impressive. Because Mason's <laughs> only eight and Maddie's nine, right? Yes, they are so ahead of me. Like, oh my so God. smart, so resilient. But yes, they actually kept the secret. And they were like, Mom, we knew about it. I was like, wait, what? That we talked about it, and they told oh me that God. they knew. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so epic! Yeah, it's it's also, so impressive. I know. Like responsible little kids. Right? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you know, you think they're just kids, but look here, they're like these really little grown people that can handle yeah. anything. <laughs> like, oh well, <laughs> yeah, I'm, it must be. How is being a parent right now? I mean, you've got you've got oh. Corona going on. Oh There's God. also this like emotional difficult public conversation about police brutality and the movement for black lives going on. Can you, I mean, I know it's hard to synthesize down and, you know, how this experience is, but how, how is it being a Um, parent right now? How to Maddie and Mason? You know, it's, it's, I will say some of the most challenging times and just to see just how, you know, kids are born with love. Like I truly believe that and know that hate is, is taught. It's a, it's a taught thing. And just to, you know, see my kids and, you know, they go to a school where honestly they're, you know, it's not a lot of brown skin people there that go there and just still have the love and make friends and they, you know, they really don't see color, you know, because I don't teach them that way. So to have to sit down and that like Mason and Maddie was, they were very confused. Like, well, mom, why? And why? They had so many questions, but it was good. It was a very good learning experience. And and I feel like they they're they're getting it and they understand because it's we always talk about, you know, where we come from, like our ancestors. Um, we just did a project um, last year about ancestry and everything. Um, so we definitely had those discussions with just the weight of the world right now and just have to explain that all police officers aren't bad, you know, and but yeah. some are, you know, all, you know, like everybody's not racist, that there are good people, they're good white people, they're good black people, they're good, you know, Asian people, they're bad. But, you know, it's just like, you know, you have to really break it down. So to do that was a bit intense, but very necessary. And, yeah, because did these sort of conversations with the kids get prompted by, you know, mm-hmm. by late May? Or was it something that, are you and Neo also having them together or as part of co-parenting? Like, do you say, hey, I'll talk to them about this? Or do you guys sort of figure out how you're going to strategize it? Um, for for this conversation, we definitely have had to strategize. We did a little strategy session about it, about it because we actually got back, um, or before we left, I can't remember, but you know, it was everywhere on the television, everything. So I'm like, okay, we have to get on top of this, you know, and we have to discuss it. And we did. And we just said we were just going to, you know, take the approach of just breaking it down um, the simplest way possible. And if they have questions, let's, you know, answer them without trying to scare them. Because yeah. it's, honestly, it, it could get there. It could go there. Yeah. It, could, and it could, you know, go to a really bad place. But we were just very transparent and open and honest about it um, because that's what we had to do. And yeah, we... 
worked it out. And of course, the questions are still coming and we have to dove in there and, and, and answer them, you know, the best way we can for eight and nine year olds. Okay. She's just such like a, a breath of fresh air. I, I, she I love her because it's so hard to get noticed when you're sort of just known as like the wife of a star. Yeah. And she always was like in the news for the right reasons. And she has like yeah. a sort of like almost Jennifer Aniston, like endearing story in the community. You know yes. what I mean? She really yes. is the first wife other woman. Yeah. I really, I really love her a lot. Okay. Now you three, who would you want to see celebrity wise on Mount Rushmore? Sarah Huron, give it to me. Okay, I just want to say that I really got creative here. Oh, okay. I, did you draw something first? Let's have it. No, but I didn't even just pick faces. I did bought different body parts. Oh, oh my God. Which of course is Fox's feet. Then Jessica Simpson, just because um, this was like a theme of things that happened in 2020 for Wait, me. Like her is that, foot? No, right. Jessica Simpson's face oh, wow. because of open book was just so iconic and I love her. Yes. Hmm. Then to represent the new generation, their hero, Charlie D'Amelio, would obviously be up there. Okay. Yeah. No one even knows who that is. Yet another ages fan from you. Continue. She has 70 million TikTok followers. So I think some people know who she is. Okay. I mean, what about an imaginary thing, but continue. And then to wrap it up, Matt James's abs. Nice. Oh. Nice. Well, garbage, not garbage, basically. Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, right. Something that's so sacred to so many people. Gwen, who would be I would go see that. Yeah, of course you would. Who would be on your reimagined Mount Rushmore club? Well, obviously, front and center Brody would be Beyonce. Oh, I like that. Jason Saint of all things. Yes. And right next to her, Jennifer Lopez. Oh, I like that too. I really like that too. That makes sense. Right next to J-Lo, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, oh, yeah. right now. That's right. We need her. Yeah, but we need her immortalized yeah. forever. Ruth, yeah. Ruth, RBG. And, you know, I, I do believe that, like, it the majority of Mount Rushmore should be female because the future is female. But mm-hmm. I also think that we need to throw in a real life hero, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Oh, I was going <laughs> to say Cuomo, but... Uh, I was going to say Cuomo, too. I know you're Cuomo sexual, so I will allow the Fauci. First, Governor uh, Cuomo needs to be immortalized in my bed. Hi, <laughs> 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 Andrew. Oh, my God. I said, <laughs> cut to the chase, I said, Oprah. Dolly Parton, Aretha Franklin, and Tina Turner. I like it. Oh, I like my it God. Thank you. I know. That was like literally most of my first list before I changed it. <laughs> but I had Aretha and Dolly on mine, but I changed cool. it. Who do you have? <laughs> um, my Mount Rushmore now, it's a little political and a little fictional character, but it is Beyonce, Jennifer Hudson, and Anika Noni Rose from the movie Dreamgirls in their Dreamgirls wigs. <laughs> I would like them immortalized in their Dreamgirls wigs, but as themselves, because they're all so amazing. Anika is, of course, Tiana in The Princess and the Frog, in case you didn't know. And then right behind them in that fourth spot, I want Stassi and Chrissy, uh, Kristen crying to teach us about racial intolerance. (laughs) Like just half of their faces, like one half, one half with just like white tears, like not knowing that you can't say the N word. And I think it'd be a lovely statement. Yeah, to really immortalize their um, idiocy. Wow, we all yeah. have a lot of different ways here. Yeah, I was afraid you were going to say, like, noted transphobe, um, J.K. Rowling. Thank God she <laughs> has no place on that. Goodbye. 
Well, you guys, to close things out, guess what we're going to do? I'm going to go into the archives and yank out an issue from August 2020. Ooh. Oh. So I'm going to pull a 25 things you don't know about me list from this issue. You will guess who this Wait, person August was. 2020? August 2020 didn't happen yet. Yeah, in the future? I'm, I'm totally high. 2010. 2010. Oh, 10 years okay. Oh. Almost in the future. Actually, this this could be this could be now. Actually, but oh, it's August, good okay. clue. Interesting. Okay, it could be these days. It could be these days. This person is not dead. I'll give you that, listeners. I mean, not only can you let us know who you'd like to see celebrity wise on a Mount Rushmore, but you can please play along because I have confidence you will guess this before my co-host will. Number one, I met my husband when I was nineteen and auditioned to be his date on Blank. They said I was too short to play the part. Four years later, Blank asked me to play his girlfriend on the show, but I said no because I thought he was too tall. Number three, when I turn 60 and leave the red carpet, I am going to get the tattoo arm sleeve I've always wanted. Hayden Panettiere. No. no. Number four, I won a lip syncing contest in high school performing Baby, I'm a Star by Prince. Number Get five. Dewan. No. Number five, I haven't consumed alcohol in 13 plus years. Number six, I finally love being a girl. Number seven, I find fame to be quite unnatural. Humans are not built for extreme adoration. Number eight, Jamie Johnson, Sugarland, and Toby Keith are my favorite country artists. Number nine, I love religion. I've contemplated going back to school to get a world religion degree. Number 10. Lori if I had my, No. Number 10, if I had my way, I'd wear jewelry, a great pair of heels, and nothing else. Dolly number Parton. 11, no. Number 11. First white guy I ever kissed, Michael Vartan. Psych. Number 12, my favorite Latin singer-actor is Mark Anthony. Number 13, Jennifer I have three... Garner. No. Number 13, I have three pet red-tailed bow constrictors named Beauty, Logic, and Passion. Number 14, my favorite metal bands are Mastodon, Crowbar, and Skindred. Number 15, I brought home a dog and two cats from the streets of China after filming blank. Megan Fox. Number- no. Lisa Vanderpuff. <laughs> Number 16, I have over 40 filled journals. Number 17, I look at how one chooses to live her life as a piece of art. Number 18, this year, I'm devoted to building wells to provide clean water for villages across Africa through charitywater.org. Charlie's Gigi Theron. Hadid. Number 19, the blank. Gigi Hadid did do a lot of charity water. The blank family has already helped build several wills, wells in Ethiopia. Number 20, I've produced, a, Broad- no. Number 20, I've produced a Broadway musical. Now I want to perform in one. Oh, number No, number 21, Carol's daughter perfume. Carol's, da- Carol's daughter's perfume, My Life, is my new scent. Number 22, Jimmy my go-to Pinkett album. Smith. Yes! Woo-hoo! Oh my God. Oh, oh, I know that. Because the beginning, Jada. I didn't. Jada is an investor in Carol's daughter. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Wow. You are I was going to so say good. that because of the too tall, too didn't. short thing, but I didn't. Yeah. I swear to God, I was thinking it though. Wait, well, sure, sure. Oh, sure. that was a good one. That was really that was good. A good one. One. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for joining our Hot Hollywood podcast this week. We hope that you join us again next week because we hope you are enjoying your time with us and maybe even learning something from it because we do try to deliver the hottest, most relevant news to you each week. Please share, like, subscribe, tell a friend about this weekly news podcast. Please tell us. Find us on social media. I'm Brody Brown here with Gwen Flamberg, Travis Cronin, Sarah Huron. Uh, we're on Instagram or Twitter. Let us know your thoughts, what you want to hear more of, or maybe who you want to hear from. Otherwise, we hope you join us 
next week again on Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. So long and farewell until next week. Bye. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.